you're listening to and possibly watching I Feel For You and this is podcast episode 89. I'm Dion, a writer, VR director, an installation artist, yoga, somatic movement and embodiment facilitator, DJ, amongst other things. We are all multifaceted beings. In short though, I create events and experiences for the people, for the community to feel more space more at home in their bodies and more free using modalities like art, sound, VR, nature, writing, and feelings. And in today's podcast, some words of encouragement for those of you on the road with your creative journeys, perhaps you're an artist, perhaps you are someone who is working multiple full-time jobs and doing your creative stuff on the side. Maybe you are working with limitations. Perhaps you are someone who is in this world and feeling a little bit out of place. I hope these words can offer you some courage and maybe some remembering. Let's take a breath for nothing as we land in this space. And I would like to read you some words that I wrote for you. It's a letter of sorts. Hey you, you're doing a good job. Look at you out here doing the very best you can with what you've got. I'll do the best I can with what I got. Oh! I see you, I feel you, I sense you. I notice how in spite of it all and in spite of everything, you are doing that. That meaning it. Wow, how language can tie me in knots because friend, listener, reader, watcher, possibly hater who actually can't stop making your way through my library of work, I could never understand the hate, watch or listen, which reminds me of someone who recently posted a video on apparently my most popular movement video on YouTube. It was a video I made as an offering for people navigating grief and sadness of all things. And they told me in quite succinct words, too much chat. I get it. I like to swim in words amongst them. I like to explore them, feel them gyrate in my mouth okay, I think I need to really think about things before saying or typing them, but I hope you get the gist. I like words. I like to use words as a tool to hopefully connect with people. That's why I'm a writer. And it's been 35 years of trying to feel free to share the writings I'd hide and harbour in notebooks and secret blogs and drafts of things I made. I go ahead and finish the whole damn thing and then just decide against it. Who am I to put myself out there and take up space? Apparently, taking up too much space by talking too much. I'm not bruised, nor defensive, or maybe a little bruised. I'm genuinely curious why someone who felt like I was talking too much wanted to tell me that in a comment posted under a YouTube video where the general mood was people connecting with each other as a community, sharing their stories, using their voices to speak about the stuff which can feel taboo in some cultures. 
I wonder what the thinking was. And I'm grateful for that comment, believe it or not, because I think not too long ago, possibly even weeks ago, I would have read that comment and then become quiet again, hidden myself and stopped production, felt I wasn't entitled to share things I made anymore, worried I would be too much. I'm always too much for some. And I share this personal story because I know some of you relate to this. Perhaps you've been told you're too much. Perhaps you're like me, unmasking your neurodivergent nature, which wants to feel free to be who you are, as well as chomping the limiting societal expectations and barriers which prevent you in all your multifaceted glory. Your parts labelled other from daring to be seen. How dare you? How dare you not share these vital and exquisite parts of yourself, the truest and most truthful aspects of who you are. I make space in this tender meadow for you to do what you like with it. I, for one, am interested in hearing what you have to say or share. And if you doubt, if you doubt yourself, I'd remind you that People can choose not to engage. They can, metaphorically speaking, jog on. It's okay. And as I've probably uttered throughout my lifetime, not everybody will like you. And not everybody will like what you make. And that's a-okay. Thank goodness there are differences of opinion. Although I chuckle to myself where my negativity bias was particularly tested in Norway I love you, Norway. But there was a character who loved to tell me how much someone hated me. I mean, I've been told by people before that they cannot stand the sight of me. That was in the UK, so it's not just a Norwegian thing. But I've been told that enough times. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry that your eyes um, have their own places to be. They've got choices to look elsewhere, yet it's still me that you're looking at. I don't know. It stings to hear that kind of stuff, but it's also a relief to be reminded. (laughs) I don't want the reminder. I don't need people to constantly remind me, but there is a sense of relief that I feel at the reminder because I know I'm not for everyone. Thank goodness for that. And in some ways, being a multiracial, which isn't actually a thing, um, but in for the context of this particular time that we're living in and this particular language that we're using, being a multiracial, black, neurodivergent person from a working class background, living with disabilities in this world who has spent decades over the last 20 odd years, grafting in the arts and tech amongst other spaces and places, making the things that she wanted to see in this world. I hope and also realized that my perspective and experience of the world can be vastly different compared to someone next to me. Although I don't compare, I just don't. That's a whole nother topic, but I don't. I have the cuts and bruises from the glass ceilings I've had to smash at a time in history when people like you don't do things like that. Desperately trying to justify that those glass ceilings was worth it. 
I'm not sure. But I do hope that in some way my contribution in this world in trying to kick doors open and break glass and hold open the doors and hopefully encourage others through, hopefully with a shortcut that avoided the rancidness of a racist, ableist, patriarchal society. Hopefully, others could avoid the pain and setbacks that I faced on my own journey. And hopefully, there was a meaning for me experiencing what I did. Hopefully, that I made some kind of tiny difference in leaving this place better than how I arrived. Hopefully. That's not me taking credit for other people that are coming through, but I hope that I contributed towards there being some change simply by existing in spaces that I wasn't supposed to, hopefully thriving, hopefully making things that I wanted to make despite the setbacks. And despite the landscapes changing and becoming more diverse in this day and age, it's still a daily slog. I'm sure those of you who know it and experience this can relate to what I'm talking about, the daily incidents that pull me away from the work I'm trying to share, I'm trying to do here. And I imagine with a heavy heart, a heart that feels grief, what a life could be if I didn't have to face these everyday setbacks, if I could instead have space to just focus on the things I wanted to create rather than some racist asshole shouting at me in the street when I leave my house flat. You know what I mean? I'm imagining that. Imagine, imagine the space and time. (laughs) Imagine not having to just settle your nervous system to bring yourself back to some kind of neutral starting point in the day so that I could just get up and get on with what I'm here to do. I'm taking a breath for nothing and just feeling that. I'm feeling the intensity of that. I'm feeling the magnitude of that because I know I'm not alone in this feeling. I know I'm not alone in these experiences of having to navigate a difficult world that isn't made for you or it's made more challenging for you, whatever kind of challenge you're experiencing, whether it is that you're neurodivergent and or disabled and or experiencing this world as a black person and or experiencing any kind of discrimination. I like to try to center myself by remembering why, why I do this, why I keep showing up for this work. And this has really saved me. It's given me hope and focus. It's encouraged me when I've been at rock bottom. And at the point that I was writing this letter, I was weeping a little because I'm sure you can probably feel (laughs) that I am still climbing. But I say to you and to us, with worlds of kindness in my heart, don't give up, my friend. 
Take breaks, yes. Many, many breaks, as many as you need. But don't give up on yourself. I'm so glad that you are here. We need you. So I hope you hear me when I say, you're doing great, sweetie, amazing. I get that the negative bias is real. It's easier to stay hooked on one bad review or a mean thing that someone has said. And I wouldn't say to ignore it or what is it that people say, rise above it (laughs) or whatever. I think I'd actually encourage the opposite. I would encourage you to feel it, to see it for what it is one person's opinion. And I'd add to that, because I'm feeling a little bit spicy today, because Ethel has entered the building. In times when someone has been mean, or perhaps not even mean, they've just inserted themselves with an opinion that doesn't feel delicious. I'd ask yourself, do you actually respect that person's opinion? I'm not trying to be cold, But I find this check-in stops me in my tracks of spiraling with any kind of maze or rabbit hole that I might be in. Am I upset about what they said? Why? Does it ring true? Yes or no, that's information. Or am I hurt by what they said? Is their word meaningful to me? Yes or no, that's information, right? Nine times out of 10, the haters in my life have given me valuable gold in helping me to notice that I needed to start having my own back. Thank you, Maya. I needed to start believing in myself or what I thought or felt or wanted to see in the world. I genuinely don't want to spend my energy worrying about the opinion of someone I don't respect or care for. Is that cold? Possibly. Okay, so it's a stranger. Then it's a stranger. Let's use that. They don't know me. They might think they know me from watching a couple of minutes of me on video, or they've perhaps listened to what I've said, but they might feel that they know me. And in fact, that's one part of me. They might feel that they're entitled to an opinion, and of course they are, but do I have to carry that around with me all day or all week or all month, berating myself for daring to bother to take up space? Going to lengths above and beyond to put myself out in the world when I'm already feeling not so safe there or nervous to do so? Do I really have to give this energy when my head and my own concerns can be loud enough as it is? My friends, the answer is no. Of course, I don't mean to be an asshole, but if someone is coming with something that, I mean, you just can't do anything about, like, let's weigh this up. Should I take down this video and all the beautiful ways people have connected there with each other in the comments? So this one person can feel happy that I spoke less? Could I ever make myself small enough and quiet enough to please them? I can put money on the fact I could probably never please this person, no matter what I do. And for you people pleasers out there, my fellow friends, there's a podcast episode I made 
just for you and for me, because I need to hear it. Please have a listen. If it resonates, I will put a link for you in the show notes. The bottom line is, if we are artists or creatives or whatever you want to call yourself, human, we must dare to bring our visions to life. And in order to do that, we must have something to say and to dare to put that out in the world. Scared? Probably. But is it worth it? I looked to the other people who commented on my video or the people that I know who have practiced that video. The people who have told me how it supported them, made a difference, had an impact in a positive way. I don't seek validation from them. I don't want anyone to feel I expect them to deliver a review, but I'm grateful when they do take the time to share with me that something resonated. I look to them and I feel relieved because if one person connects with something that I've made and shared, I'm relieved. I feel an energy from that. It feels meaningful. So dear listener, watcher, I hope you hear me when I say to you that I'm grateful for listening, for connecting with this in some way, for, in some way. But I hope you feel reminded of your own mission, your own voice, your own way of being in this world, your own way of showing up, your own way of taking up space. That I'm so grateful that you are you, that you are doing you. And I hope that you may continue to have the courage to keep being yourself, sharing your truths, creating, making, offering that out, whether that's for one people or for many. A reminder to refocus, to center yourself onto the things that matter. For me, tapping into my sense of purpose. What am I doing? Why? For who? It helps bring me back. So an offering to you to notice what are you centered on? Let's take a breath for nothing. Notice how you feel. All feelings are welcome. There's no expectation for you to show up here in any other way than what you're working with. So space for all facets of you. May we feel it all. May we also remember, remember who we are. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know. Leave me a comment. Let me know if it resonated with you. Let me know if you have some ideas about perhaps dealing with haters, dealing with difficult people. <laughs> Maybe it's a challenging review. I'd love to hear. Thank you so much. Take care of you. Bye. Okay, Ethel, you can leave the room now. <laughs> 
Oh, Ethel asked me to remind you, if you want to leave a review of this podcast, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and, I don't know, rate it with five lovely stars if you feel like it. Maybe even leave some text of what you think. Take a couple of minutes. There's like a link to do that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we really appreciate that because it helps us to connect with like-minded people who might also enjoy things like Mr. Blobby, okay, that was a niche reference, um, but Eartha Kitt uh, sequins, um, I know, I get my sequins secondhand, that is just how I've always got my sequins, but you know, how we do, um, and other kinds of things. If you want to receive more resources, please head over to my Substack or sign up for my digest, all the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, thank you for practicing with me, thank you for receiving whatever this is and um, I'm just waving my hands around for reference and um, I appreciate you thank you bye